0: One, two, one, two, three, four. Step one, you make some stuff. Step two, you sell some stuff. Step three
1: is what this show is all about. Ooh. Hello, and welcome back to step the podcast about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness in the pressure cooker of business and professionalism in the modern world that we all find ourselves in at this particular juncture. I'm Ian Wilson, your host, creative director at Build Create Studios in Ann Arbor. And today we have a very special episode because I have an awesome guest. We have Kyle Maurer here, formerly of Real Big Marketing, and now he's one of Pippin's henchmen um, in the WordPress Mafia. So we are gonna talk about his journey from a homeschooled farm boy to marketing and web development, man about town, uh, WordCamp organizer extraordinaire, and a little bit about what's on the horizon for him. And also, because he plays music, I have forced him into performing a small song with me. So this is going to be like the badass variety show version of step three. And I'm really excited to get this underway. So Kyle, why don't you say hi and sum up your
2: life experience thus far in a few words. Holy moly, Ian. <laughs> All right. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your show. I'm Absolutely. pretty excited. I've been a loyal listener to your podcast since episode one. Oh, thank and you. I always enjoy it, especially your uh, your fun, off the cuff, surprising intros every every single time. <laughs> and I appreciate that uh, you're interrupting a, a bit of a continuous segment of content that you've been working on, which is really good. And I look forward to. So it's uh, it's a privilege to uh, to get to be on step three. Well, thank you, thank you very much. So. You asked about uh, my life experiences.
1: Yeah, just, just in a second, before we like, start digging deep, just the, like, the, the, the who is Kyle, who is Kyle, who is Kyle?
2: Who is Kyle? Sure. Well, I guess right now I work for a company called Sandhills Development, uh, which is our primary product that I work on is Easy Digital Downloads. It's an e-commerce plugin for WordPress and it helps people set up websites and sell digital products online digital products like uh, ebooks and stock photos and videos and courses and software. So I started working there for about a month and a half ago and for the past five years before that I was running my own digital agency, uh, pretty similar to what you do here at Build Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's a really awesome plugin. So any WordPress people watching slash listening, if you haven't used Easy Digital Download, it's one of those plugins that you try it on something, and you're like, man, I wish I could use this all the time because it's so not a piece of garbage, which is a great gift. Um, all right, so that, yeah, perfect. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do is kind of chronicle the journey of Kyle now. So um, I didn't know that you were homeschooled until I was reading that, uh, that, that post on HeroPress, And I was homeschooled from fifth grade through college. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we have this, like, weird connection. And I'm, like, reading your thing, you know, about just, like, being that kid that just didn't get, like, the references and stuff in school. (laughs) Because everybody else had, like, Nickelodeon and all this, like, you know, all this, like, cable programming. And they all knew each other and, you know, and... uh, Right. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of, I spent, like several years in the basement <laughs> like you know doing
2: whatever right um right. so you know a lot of us were homeschooled in this in this community too joel uh, are they developer was oh really pippin was homeschooled yeah i think i remember reading that lots of other people
1: yeah I homeschooling can work out really positively because mm-hmm. i think it teaches you to like teach yourself
2: a bit right right uh myself and uh I have uh, six younger siblings after me, and all of us, I think, to at least some degree, became very self-driven people. Yeah, and that's...
1: Like, I'm always thinking about, like, what life experiences make people self-driven, and starting to see maybe homeschooling is a big component of that. I don't know. That's interesting. I'll have to read about that. But, okay, so... (laughs) Homeschooling, farm, six younger siblings, super busy outdoorsy childhood. I can totally see all the skin knees and running around like barefoot through cow shit and whatnot because I did that with horses. Right. Um, Exactly. But uh, it's like you were there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I only had like five and a half acres, hardly eighty. But um, so what was what was like the first job that you got that really. It's kind of where you discovered your work ethic, that where you realize, like, I'm going to work harder and do better and try and, you know, just be the best I can at this.
2: Yeah. So the first job I ever had was working at a dairy farm near me. So I was milking cows, a very dirty environment. And uh, the lessons that I learned there were observing um, colleagues twice my age who uh, I basically, just as a teenager, said... I want to understand what it is that you did and do the opposite mm-hmm. so that uh, when I'm 45, I'm not, uh, you know, getting pooped on by cows. <laughs> uh, I think that's fair. You know, at five in the morning. So uh, eventually I wandered my way to uh, working at a library, and I it, it, that wasn't really the job that answers the question, but I had a, a moment where I had just gotten married. Um, I was 21 or 22 at the time and I just bought my first house, and I was working a part-time job. Uh, this was like at the low point of the recession where housing prices were very low, which is how I could afford a house, mm-hmm. working a part-time job. Uh, right. And Jackson is a small town with low uh, housing prices, generally speaking, but at that time, I was uh, realizing that I needed to accelerate things a little bit. I needed to do a little more with my life. Um, I couldn't. Ju- I couldn't get much more out of the part-time jobs I was working. And uh, college just takes forever and guarantees nothing. And Amen. nobody was biting my resume. I applied for internal positions where I was at, manager positions, IT positions, but I was, I was quite underqualified at the time. And I said, I need to do more. I can't make college go faster. I can't uh, get more out of this job. can't force anybody to bite on my resume. So I said, I'm going to um, take what minimal free time I have and learn a new skill, something that I don't have to pay to learn something. It could be anything. I explored all kinds of different options, skills that I could develop that I could legitimately put on a resume and would make me a qualified candidate. So I eventually found like some online uh, tutorials and things for web development type stuff. I'd been exposed to it in college, but not much more. And so I started taking some basic like PHP tutorials somewhat randomly. Um, on the job at the library, in between helping people use computers to upload pictures to their MySpace pages and <laughs> stuff. Um, Classic. So I took some of these tutorials and learned how to make like a basic PHP contact form or something. You know, the on step on like the third or fourth lesson. So I threw it on my resume, and the next thing I know, I had a good internship at an agency. Nice. And uh, and that put me in an environment where there was a fairly small team and a lot of things to do, a lot of opportunities for me to rise up and, t- and uh, you know, take responsibility mm-hmm. for things that needed to get done. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, it was the first time I was exposed to anything like domains and cPanel and, and, uh, and content management systems. Uh, but I came in and the bar was low, and I easily exceeded whatever expectations there were for an intern and before long was offered a full-time position, before long after that was made the director of a department and a team of interns and employees under my management and learned very, very quickly. And I developed a habit of saying I can do that to any challenge that arose, which made my plate fill up very quickly, but also <laughs> forced me to learn some really, really challenging, um, learn some um, valuable skills that I never would have otherwise. and when, when uh, my supervisor said uh, we've got to install some, some new phone server or something like that and I literally didn't even know how to transfer a phone call on our IP phones <laughs> let alone uh, configure the phone system but I said don't worry about it I'll take care of it Nice. Um, so that was a habit that I just developed because I, I wanted to do more I was very driven at the time um, to uh, accelerate my career and get somewhere and not, uh, not just wait for things to come to me and it really paid off. I learned a lot of really valuable skills. That was about the time that someone exposed me to WordPress and, uh, and not many months after that, things started to fall apart at that agency um, for me. Mm-hmm. I um, uh, uh, aware of the fact that uh, the owners of the company were really taking advantage of customers and employees alike and uh, there was uh, basically criminal activity occurring from the top and I needed to find a way out. So I had uh, developed a skill set that I uh, thought was valuable and had learned some things on the job that I enjoyed doing. So I said, I'm going to um, try and do this on my own. I think I can get a few clients. Nice. I partnered with a friend and we made up a brand fairly quickly, booted up a crappy website and uh, started contacting people I was acquainted with and uh, booking website projects. And we settled on WordPress at the time because we thought, there's some good templates out there. (laughs) Uh, It it looks like this will be easy to use. so I think it, it probably is uh, reminiscent of your story, too, where you left a, an agency and had kind of some bad experiences. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah. About.
1: Yeah. It's like the parallels, the parallels are huge. It's, that's so cool. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, too. It's an, it's an interesting, um, that's really a common thread I see is that, you know, you and I and Ross and other people in um, in our industry in our position. It's really yeah. You just you just make a habit of being like yeah. I, I well I don't I've never done it before, but I mean there's no reason I can't do it. Like I can f- figure it out. I mean there's people do it, so I can do it. I'll just yeah. I'll just you know I'll do it and we'll see what happens. It'll be cool. And yeah, I think it's something that a lot of people don't um, you know. And it's it's an interesting. Thing because it's easy to get yourself in trouble but it's also like the only way to take uh, huge steps forward by encountering something you have no familiarity with and forcing yourself to rapidly become intimately familiar and understand the underlying systems to a degree that you can formulate a solution. Um, and I think that, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people can, can walk away from. I think that's a great a great sort of core part of your story that I think people can meditate on and kind of think about how those situations can rise up or have risen up in their own life. Is just like, when, when, when can you just say, you know what, I'm just going to do that and just figure it out as you go. So, okay. So crazy agency, left to do your own thing, which is awesome. Been there, done that. It's... Yeah, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to start calling people and hope that I can make my mortgage. Sweet. Right. Um, so then, and you, so you, you did real big marketing for, let say, five years? Right. Okay. And um, so talk a little bit about that and uh, and then sort of the decision to move move on from that because I personally... I don't know that I could handle working under someone else, like, I mean, Pippin's awesome and not, you know, it's not like going to work for the man or something, like, it's kind of like working for slash with a peer, but, like, what, you know, inspired
2: that whole transition? Yeah, and that it's tough to describe, and the truth is it took me years to come to terms with, because I was running the agency for a couple years, uh, probably the first three years, Uh, the thought of doing anything else... Almost never crossed my mind. There were stressful days, of course, but I would have every day said I love my job. Um, and it was very exciting in the early days. I look back very fondly on the early days of uh, Steve and I running that business. Um, you've met my business partner Steve, I think. Oh yeah. Um, it's you know sitting in his basement and uh, just like brainstorming and, and coming up with uh, creative solutions to client problems, and everything was new and exciting, and that was a really fun time. And. Uh, being empowered for the first time to just do uh, whatever I wanted with my company, take it whatever direction I thought was best, provide the services I wanted to, and stop providing the services that I got sick of providing. Um, that was really fun and exciting. But uh, after several years, it started to it started to be on my mind a little that I was doing a lot of... Uh, a lot of my responsibilities didn't really fall within the scope of what I believed my skill set was. And I was doing a lot of things that I didn't find very fulfilling. And I wrestled with that for a really long time. Uh, this uh, awareness of kind of being put in a place where, you know i'm I'm selling client projects a lot. and I'm writing a lot of proposals, mm. lengthy proposals. And it feels like I'm back in college again, only the stakes are higher. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, managing a team which is fun. Uh, But I'm never writing code, Uh, I'm not getting to be very creative, Um, I'm having to do the same projects over and over it feels like and answer the same questions and dispel the same misconceptions that every client has over and over and have the same arguments about why we maybe shouldn't have a homepage slider or something like that (laughs) on our website. Um, And over time grew uh, a little disenchanted with the experience with clients. And it would come and go, there would be seasons where I would be very depressed and and frustrated with it. And then maybe we would land some really good client who appreciated our services and Uh gave us very challenging projects that were fun and paid well. And I would, and all all of these problems would disappear for some months. And then the next thing you know, we would have another dip and and maybe uh, we were short on projects and it was a little stressful financially uh, from the business or uh, our only projects were for clients that didn't appreciate our work, or felt like a repeat of the last one, or, or maybe were abandoned in the middle, and, and things weren't working out. And uh, it just was a roller coaster. As you know, running an agency uh, it can feel volatile at times. Yeah, There's you're basically a lot of up describing and my life. <laughs> so like, stop talking no. about my private life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's a like lot of people can, can get by just fine, and you do a fantastic job. Uh, better than I could have hoped to, and it's, uh, it nagged at me for years before, uh, early this year, I really started having more serious conversations with my wife mm-hmm. uh, about uh, my general lack of job satisfaction, overall frustration with work, every new proposal that came in that I had to write uh, was an incredible chore, and I would procrastinate, mm-hmm. and I would just take forever to do it, and on the side, I had begun to involve myself in some projects, which I actually did enjoy. I started working with Pippin and the ADD team a little bit, um, on the side, uh, doing work with easy digital downloads. Uh, my company, we started developing some of our own premium products. Uh, and I did find that work to be quite rewarding, developing one's own product. And the way I think about it, when I compare product development to agency work is, um, If you were to think about the stages in a project, as like the letters in an alphabet with every client that we would get, uh, we would go through step A. And then if that went well and uh, we retained the client and they are in favor, we might go to step B. And for great clients, we might even proceed to step C and D Mm
0: -hmm. um, if
2: things are going really, really well. Some of our clients were like that, but the majority were not. Majority were looking for a solution to a problem now, and then they're done. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, throughout all the time I was involved in the client projects, I felt like I never got to get past like step D. Mm. And when you're doing product development, when it's your own thing, you get to go a lot deeper. You get to continue to iterate over and over and build um, uh, a brand that's your own. And uh, and solve more challenging problems continuously and I began to become very enamored with that that process uh, and the ability to go deep on something uh, instead of repeating uh, the same kind of challenges so uh, several months ago I started to have kind of serious conversations with my business partner and say you know I I'm really starting to think that Uh, there's something out there for me that I'm more suited to do than run a digital agency. Um, and those conversations were fairly difficult at times, but, uh, we got through them. Um, I wrestled with the, definitely having been used to for years running the show, being in charge, um, being completely autonomous. And if I say I want to work late or cut off early or, uh, take a trip or uh, work on a, this different project or it, any 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 priority that exists is set by me I've grown very accustomed to that and so the thought of being employed by someone else was something I was strongly opposed to for a long time uh, until I got to know um, some other people in this industry some of the other small companies especially Pippin's company um, and appreciate how uh You have one can still be empowered and autonomous, um, without necessarily having ownership in the company. And I, I found that what I wanted more than anything was just to have ownership over what I was responsible for. Mm -hmm. So my projects, I want, uh, to be autonomous, to be able to make changes and, and to make a difference and feel like I am making a difference. I want to make decisions. I want to manage and and help. but uh, I was surprised when I really discovered that having an ownership stake in the company was less important to me than I thought. So um, I approached Pippin and said, uh, "I think I want to leave Avigency Life." And you're the first person I'm talking to about that. And uh, if you don't have space for me, I'll start talking to other people. And he said it's perfect timing because I'm looking for someone, and you're a perfect fit. So we made it a very simple decision. <laughs> nice. And uh, we kind of moved forward. So that, I mean, that was kind of a long answer, but it's still the short version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, I think
1: that well, that covered the bases. That was that was awesome, and I wish that I could force. Everyone, like in the WordPress community and the entrepreneur community and the agency community, to listen to that story because it touches on the struggle and what you've done so incredibly well is gone through that but had the wisdom and maturity to look inward and not be like, oh, well, I'm just stuck here because of X, Y, or Z decisions I made no you're looking at what's my satisfaction how am i doing what i want to do and 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 optimizing my life for my own happiness and it's not like you mean like hurting anyone everyone's going to be fine um, you know we're all cool it's not like you're burning any bridges steve is super chill like i met steve it was the first work if i went to and work at grand rapids <sighs> And, uh, yeah, so I've just seen, it like, every WordCamp since. He's, like, my little WordCamp buddy. (laughs) It's awesome. I'm always like, hey, Steve. Right. But, no, it's that story, like, and I I relate to it so strongly, and I can't wait for Ross to listen to this, too, um, and all of our little agency hombres in (laughs) Southeast Michigan, because I think all of us, like, again, maybe not in the daily, but every six months, you're, like, okay, hang on a second, like what am I doing with my life exactly because I feel like I've accepted a role as a human punching bag yeah. for people who hate their corporate jobs right. and, and 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 don't want to get a divorce so they take it out on me instead of their family. Um, sometimes. But then you get the amazing clients and you're like oh my gosh, someone who respects me like for the skills I bring to the table and you're like oh, I will do this forever. But I think just like under like recognizing that you're like you know what this is this is not a good fit for me and I, and I think now and you know, the way that we've you know set up remote working and the way people run you know these digital companies like that is that you know they're able to provide the autonomy that you need to feel developed like um, you know I talked about in the previous episode people want they don't want money they want autonomy and the chance to improve to gain to build mastery and uh and that's really I think what you chose in this instance and I think it's like such a cool powerful story because it's something that I think a lot of people are afraid to do or maybe they don't do it well or you know they let agency life totally burn them out before they make that decision and they kind of go down in flames before they like rise up again um I I feel like you've sort of like made the transition at the top of your game, and like it's really fluid, just like leap from
2: one lily pad to another, and I think it's just incredible. That's uh, good to hear that it that it looks that way from an outside perspective. <laughs> but as as the uh, the be, the beginning sparks of this kind of uh, possibility began to uh, appear in my mind years ago, uh, the thought of leaving the agency immediately felt like that would be admitting failure yeah Uh, that would be like I defeated I tried the agency thing and I failed I couldn't do it I couldn't run a successful agency you literally you won the
1: game (laughs) you did it and learned about yourself and then were like cool alright like no 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 you you conquered it like that's like you stood on top of the hill there (laughs) of what you needed to do which is what's so rad about it and Yeah, like, it's it's so inspirational. Like, um, I'm almost, like, in a similar position right now where I'm focusing on transitioning away from doing more development and focusing more on design. I love developing. I love it with all my heart. And I like doing both, but in terms of, like, what's going to be the best for me, my sanity, and the company, doing, focusing on just design is going to be better for that. And so I'm kind of working on trying to pivot to that from within. But, like... I relate so strongly to your story and I, I can't wait for people to hear this um, so much so that I've started to lose my train of thought. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean that was like a huge anecdote, but um, so what, so you're going to be working remotely because he's based in Utah, it's so, all, no, Kansas, uh, Kansas. Right. okay, yeah, and uh, so what is that, so
2: what's your new daily life going to look like then? Yeah. Uh, it- I mean, from an outside perspective, it's not terribly different. I still work from home in my little office. And, uh, and my wife does, too, actually, for another company. Um, so day-to-day, I'm contributing to the company in a number of different ways. And uh, in truth, we're still kind of exploring the best ways that I could make mm-hmm. a big impact. Um, a lot of us on the team help out with support a lot and lightening the support load is uh, is somewhat of a priority of mine. Every, all my colleagues, I appreciate, have important projects that they would like to be pushing forward. Anything I can do to help uh, lighten the support load and allow them to focus on their other duties is, is making a pretty big impact. Uh, so I've been lately writing a lot of documentation for our products and uh, helping uh, ease the support queue burden. Um, also working on some marketing initiatives for the company, exploring how we can, uh, Better promote our products and promote them more accurately, and uh, and really diving into a better understanding of who our customers are and mm-hmm. and who we want our customers to be. We took a survey last year and we've been continuing with the survey since uh, to understand what people are using our product for. Like specifically, what sort of products are they selling? You know, someone may be selling a stock photo site versus someone selling a WordPress theme uh, or a, an ebook that they authored. You know, are three very distinct customers and uh, we have different offerings for each of them. And so I've been studying that survey data and our ticket queues and our revenue reports to try and understand uh, each of these different customer segments and which of them is working really good for us, which of them is a high likelihood of succeeding when using our products, which one of them is more profitable for us at this time uh, in terms of lower support uh, requests and higher uh, revenue. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and using that information to make better decisions about what we prioritize in the future with new feature development and um, do we want to focus more on certain customer segments or broaden our reach in certain areas uh, so really diving into data has been a lot of fun um, and uh, I've been also kind of investigating options for uh, planning our next team meetup which we're going to try and do annually nice. we have a core team of about 11 people or so we're going to try and get together somewhere fun
1: that's awesome and you feel like you're really again now that you don't have like the super day to day business acquisition stuff to deal with you feel like now you're really just you're focusing straight on just productivity and optimization right and everything just
2: it feels right now absolutely I look around at the company I see a lot of things that could be improved a lot of areas where I feel like we're not making as much money as we could or there's just sticky points and and squeaky wheels and uh I am in a position where I can just act on it mm-hmm. that's awesome alright so
1: normally we close on an anecdote but the whole story of transitioning to Pippin I feel like was pretty much amazing and I know I can't top that do you have any closing just anything you want to say any message any whatever and then we can quietly rock out for a
2: second <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I will. I nothing really comes to mind that's very uh, profound. Um, I suppose uh, the lessons that I've learned through this are one of the biggest lessons that I have uh, taken away from this process is that um, making some kind of a switch, um, a, a pivot, uh, a career change, um, shouldn't feel like a failure. Shouldn't feel like um, giving up and uh, settling for something else. And uh, I was surprised to, to really find that not all employers are alike. Um, you, can, um, you can find yourself on top of uh, a company that provides you no fulfillment and that is not using your skills um, and uh, have a lower quality of life and lower satisfaction and lower productivity uh, than if you're at the bottom of a company that empowers you. And uh, that really um, is something that I had to wrestle with for a long time, but uh, I feel like I'm a lot better off now that I um, set aside those, uh, set aside my obsession with company ownership, yeah. <laughs> being the, the top dog in the company. Uh, when I decided that actually doesn't really matter that much um, it's all the other things. Uh, it's the ability to make a difference. Um, it's the ability to kind of blaze my own path, um, see the fruits of my labors, um, learn from a great group of colleagues, um, grow year after year. Uh, those things matter so much more at the end of the day. Perfect. And I think
1: that that's great because it relates to, you know... Again, owning a company is not the only path to autonomy and fulfillment. There's, you know, ways you can make a difference no matter where you work. So thank you so much for coming today. That was awesome. I think that I got a lot out of it just listening. So I know I hope that other people will too. And uh, all right, now we can, now we'll we'll serenade everybody. Our little little closing hymn here.